This is David Kaplan on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Thanks for listening to the Cap and Company podcast presented by Coors Light. Stay inside and buy your Coors Light online. Find out how at get.coorslight.com. Coors Light, take time to chill. Sports talk while you're on the clock. Cap and Company. Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000. What's up and welcome in. This is Cap'n Company on ESPN 1000 and the brand new ESPN Chicago app along with my friend Jesse Rogers. Jonathan Hood win for Cap here on this Friday. Hope that you have a great Memorial Day weekend with open phone lines for you at 312-332-ESPN. 332-3776 is our phone number. You know, Jess, with all that we know about COVID-19 and we're seeing that states are reopening across the country, the thing is, is that even though there is an opportunity at some point for all of us to be able to go back to games, I'm not sure if I'm ready for that just as of yet. That question is, like, if Governor Pritzker and if Mayor Lightfoot said today, everything's open for business, you can be able to go to Guaranteed Rate, Wrigley Field, Miller Park, wherever you like to go watch a game, would you go to a game today? Well, it's a good question, and good morning, Jonathan. And and it's a good question moving forward just in general because this state is about to reopen, I guess, in, in a week. But Memorial Day weekend, I think a lot of people are going to be out. So whether it's a ball game or just in the park, you're going to be a lot around a lot of people moving forward, obviously, and and uh, potentially in a stadium at some point here. I mean, the question is today, without a vaccine, without a treatment, all that stuff that you just you just presented to me. I mean, you and I are not in our 20s anymore, no, so not. we might feel differently if we didn't have families and we were younger and all these other things. I'm not sure. And again. You're talking to me. I cover baseball. Pretty much the last thing I want to do on a day off is go to a baseball game. So I'm a little different. Like, I've seen enough. I, my point being, I'd much rather be safe than sorry these days, in part because I do this for a living. So it's a little different. But in general, in general, I still don't think I'd be that comfortable going right away. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know how else to say it, but I kind of want to see everybody else go and be safe and then if it's if it seems safe the virus isn't spreading maybe i would go but this partly has to do with having a family and being a little bit older and being a little bit probably more susceptible i guess right yeah um i probably would not go it's it, you talk about non-essential going to a ball game is non-essential as much as i'd like to do it i don't it, it, it or or united center whatever as much as i, I might want to do it I, I don't think I would right away, but I don't think I'd wait two years either. I mean, there's some middle ground there, I think. What about you? Well, well, here's the thing is that I understand when people say, you know, I've been uh, quarantined and locked up in my home, my apartment for so long. I'm ready to be able to go out. Here's the thing. What was normal is not going to be normal for the foreseeable future because of COVID-19. You understand that there are some people from on a, from a political standpoint it doesn't matter what side of the aisle that you're on. They will look at it and say, you know what, you're taking away my opportunity to be free. And the only thing is, is that when it comes to freedom, there's a cost with that. And, and my thought is, is that for me, uh, I will go to a game when I know that it, I'm safe and that the person next to me is safe. The great thing about going to a game is, is to be able to talk to strangers, someone that's next to you. The one common bond that we all have as fans is we're watching the game and, and we're rooting for normally the same team. I'm a White Sox fan. When I when guaranteed rate is open, I'm not going to be there day one because of what's been going on. It doesn't mean that I'm afraid or giving into anything. The point is, though, is that 
when I know that there's someone that's passed away in my family already from it, one, and two, there's people around me that's been, uh, that have suffered with COVID-19 that we've read about, and we know that it's, it's not safe. So as much as I love baseball, and during this time, this would be our time, you and I, on the night show to go back and forth about the Cubs yeah. and Sox, but we just know that what it was normal is not normal right now. So if others want to go, that, that's great, but just not me right now. And, I mean, you presented a hypothetical that probably isn't going to be true right away, even if they do allow fans in, meaning a full stadium. If, if they said, okay, 25% capacity with, with or without face masks, whatever, I'd probably go. I mean, if, they're gonna, if there's a smaller chance, of, a very small chance of me getting the virus because of the safety precautions, I'd probably go. But if you're talking, you know, tomorrow, Wrigley Field, 38,000, 40,000, um, you know, I probably would not go in the stands. I think that, but I think a lot of people would feel that way. I mean, right now, today, but two, three months from now, they might feel differently. And certainly, if if they only allow partial attendance, I think people would feel differently. So, I mean, have you seen the um, news, Jesse? I mean, you can't say a, a lot of people because there are some, like for instance, restaurants have opened, especially in the South in Atlanta, right? Twenty five percent. You know, it, you know, and they're they're selling at that twenty five percent. In Indiana, where there's some restaurants that are open, if there are some 15, 20 percent, they're trickling back in. But for all the people, and I, I don't think it's a lot minority anymore. There's a lot of people who we're seeing on videos that are really disappointed that they can't get out, even though there's a deadly virus that's right there at your door. Uh, it, it's I think there's a loud minority that's growing that would want to go to the game. Like if Wrigley Field's open, would that thing be full? I'm kind of thinking it would be close to it. Yes, and I think it's a great point. We, we, I think, as a society, will do what we're allowed to do and maybe even more sometimes as we've seen some people break, break the regulations and stuff. I, I'm, I'm with you. Like, I've had this argument with my wife. Like, Uh-oh. I do agree with you. If they said 38,000 are allowed at Wrigley Field, I think 38,000 would show up. Maybe I'm wrong, but I think so. Now, that 38,000 might look a lot different than – previous full houses meaning i think there'll probably be less elderly people there including you and i I'll put it <laughs> say, you know and more younger people there but this is wrigley field it it's it, you know weather permitting of course april may was bad already but we're finally it's finally starting to turn i think a good weather day even in a week or two if they said you're allowed in i think we would take advantage of it i think we would now I, 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 I think we'll do as much as the, that we're allowed to do. And that, that I don't know if that's good or bad, but we, we you know what I mean? Like as a society, that's what, ha- that's what happens. I mean, the moment they say restaurants are open, we're going to go back. Now, not everybody, like I said, you and I, but it'll be filled by other people, even if you and I stay away or whoever stays away. With Jesse Rogers, Jonathan Hood on Cap and Company on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Looking at a piece on ESPN.com, Jesse, how Major League Baseball is navigating the coronavirus pandemic to play baseball. You scroll down in this column and it says COVID-19 cases in baseball jurisdictions. So, of course, I went right to the Cubs and Sox in Cook County. And again, I'm all about facts instead of a fiction. I'd rather go with mm-hmm. the scientists than someone that learned science 10 weeks ago. That's just me. <laughs> uh, with the Cubs and Sox, though, with Cook County, 1,200 uh, cases per 100,000 people. That's what they have for Cook County. Um, another place that you'd go, Milwaukee County with the Brewers, right? 523 cases per 100,000 people. 
you would be in Philadelphia, Philadelphia County, 1,019. Los Angeles and Orange County, 138. Uh, L.A. County for the Dodgers, 378. There's some numbers there, but the biggest numbers clearly are the Mets and Yankees. Yankees being in the Bronx, over 3,000. The Mets, 2,600. The third highest is Boston at Suffolk County at uh, 2,000 people, uh, 2,000 cases per 100,000. So it's still there. But if you are just so hell-bent on trying to tempt fate, people, if, if it was available to them, they would take it. Yeah, I, I think so. What, we will push the envelope on, on what's available. But again, I think a certain pop, part of the population will be more careful than the other. And that's, you know, younger versus older for sure. Um, yeah, you know, that. look, I'm with you about the scientists and, you know, this is a sports show. But, I mean, this idea that uh, it's going to come back, I don't think it's going to go away. You know, it's just mm-hmm. going to be minimized if we continue to social distance that's that's just science like if we all pack into into the office at our in our studios it's going to spread around it's just bound to happen and look at the mlb protocols i mean the the things like 67 pages long the health and safety protocols it was it was so intense that the players pushed back on it i wrote about it a few days ago they don't want as many First, they were like, "What are we need to be safe. And then they read that thing and they said, wait a minute, this is absurd. Why do we have to follow all this stuff if we've already tested negative? Everyone's tested negative. We all go in the building, the stadium. And if we're all negative, why can't we use the same baseballs? Like, so they push back on it and they're, they're, they're negotiating. But, um, I mean, this is just a new, you know, the, the, a new, uh, talk about a new normal. That's sure. an understatement. No, That's no, an understatement. Yeah, there's no doubt you know, about it's it. It's a new world. Yeah. Well, you know what, Jesse? So the question is, is that with Dana White, and we know Dana White's crazy. Dana White is a guy that is, again, crazy health, like a fox. He's crazy. Yeah. I mean, he's financially, he's set. However, there are questions about him trying to force feed his latest UFC fights in Jacksonville, Florida. Florida is open, clearly, uh, is open to for the WWE, for AEW wrestling, and for UFC. And so UFC has shown somewhat of a model in which if there is a state that's available in the South or certain states around this country, if it's open, they'll go. I mean, UFC took place. There were three people with COVID-19 that was diagnosed with COVID-19, Two camera people and a fighter. You know what Dana White said? Let's move the drill. Let's just keep it keep it going because the fight the the fight still took place yeah, <laughs> despite he, but, it, right? But he says the system worked, and he's probably not wrong. I mean, and and that's the same thing that's going to happen in the other sports. Before you even enter any building, you're going to be tested, and if you're found positive, you're going to be isolated, and and we can continue on with our event or our game. Um, maybe it's a little bit easier when you have one event a week, like UFC, a little different when games start up in baseball or football or hockey, whatever, or not football, but hockey and basketball. So, uh, but if the system, if you have a system and it, and it works, then you could continue to play. I mean, the problem is, and this is why those health and safety protocols were so, um, so detailed is if one, one guy gets through uh, test and is positive, even though you know they, they think he was maybe it's a false positive or false negative or whatever. If one guy gets through and infects the whole team, then you're really screwed. If you can isolate that one guy, you can continue on with your sport. Eric, let's open the phone lines at 312 332 ESPN 332 3776 is our phone number. Jesse and I want to find out from you a simple question. Uh, how much are you missing the ability to go to venues, going to Wrigley, going to Guaranteed Rate, Miller Park, wherever you go, see your baseball, uh, college, 
you know, the little league to be able to see the pros. How much are you missing the ability to go to the game? And if, if you found out that you could be able to go to a Cubs game or Sox game, would you go today? Knowing what you know now, whether you are uh, believing what is going on with COVID-19 or not, if you had a ticket, would you go today? That's a question, and it's it's just it's judgment free. We're just trying to figure out and gauge how much you're missing baseball, uh, and whether or not you'd go if you had an opportunity to go. So three one two three three two ESPN three three two three seven seven six is our phone number. Jesse and I will take your phone calls coming up next right here on Cap and Company. Some Cap and Company, your podcast is ready. Chicago's home for sports is on the all-new ESPN Chicago app. This is Cap and Company on ESPN 1000. Jonathan and Jesse in for Cap here on Cap and Company on ESPN 1000 and the brand new ESPN Chicago app. I mean, Jesse, I've watched some of that KBO, the Korean baseball, <laughs> and it's just, it's, you know... His names I don't know. I'm looking for Hesop Choi. I think he's one of the coaches <laughs> on one of the teams. It's like it's just it's it's sad because there's nobody in the stands. But this is the new normal that we're seeing right now across sports. That's just trying to get going. UFC and then KBO as well. Yeah, and the UFC survived. I mean, fans make it a better experience, but that it was still exciting to watch the fights. And you know, there was a car race the other day, mm-hmm. and uh, that that was okay. Although the fans aren't as part of it. I mentioned that with. Uh, with Black yesterday, I, I I don't know what it's going to feel like. I, I mean, I guess we're getting a feeling watching the KBO, but but um, yeah, it's 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 definitely weird. Uh, the competition will still, I you know, be there, but but it won't feel the same. There's no doubt about it, and you just we're just going to have to deal with it for a while, I guess. All right, three one two three three two ESPN three three two three seven seven six is our phone number. Jesse and I want to find out from you if you found out from Mayor Lightfoot from uh, Governor Pritzker. Uh, or in Wisconsin, that uh, the ballparks are open for business. Miller Park, you can go to a game. You can go to Wrigley Field. You can go to Guaranteed Rate. If you could go, if you had a ticket, would you go today based on what you know now about COVID-19? Let's go to the phone lines to talk to you. 312-332-ESPN, Chesterton, Indiana. Here's Joe leading us off here on Cap and Company. What's up, Joe? Hey, guys. Good morning to you all. Morning. Hey, uh, so, um, yeah, there's a caller yesterday on the show where he said that he's not really missing baseball right now. I'm in the same boat. Of course, I nowadays I just feel my, find myself uh, not really watching baseball to the playoffs. You know, the first week of the regular season, I'll watch, and then the, I won't watch baseball games until the playoffs. It's just it's just boring to me personally. Um, but you know, if you give me a ticket to go to Miller Park to see the Brewers play the White Sox or whatever, I'll go. Um, just for the atmosphere, and obviously, if I you know give me, give me a ticket to go to Wrigley, I'll go. Um, it's just the atmosphere. It's much better to be uh, in the stands watching a game than watching it on television. So that's just my perspective. Um, would you be shoulder, again, would you go shoulder to shoulder, forty thousand strong, watching a game? Would you would you be in a, uh, in a, an arena or a venue with forty thousand people right now? I mean, hey, you know, I well, yeah, I will say yes. I will say yes. Because um, if it's, it's allowed, yeah, I'll go. I mean, I am a father, I am a husband, and you know, if given permission, I will definitely go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we know who wears the pants, Joe and Chesterton. We appreciate the phone call. He leaves line open three one two three three two ESPN is our phone number. Here's how I look at it, Jesse. In this order, right? Big screen at the at the Hood Cave, followed by bar, restaurant, then the venue. 
But it's but again, it's going to take a while for me to know. And here, here's the thing that you and I both know that we all know: there is no vaccine, and I don't know if there's going to be a vaccine in, in the for, in the foreseeable future. There's a lot of things there's there's no vaccine for, but we still go to games, go still go to restaurants. Nonetheless, um, because of that, at some point we got to go to the ballpark as a fan. I'm just biding my time because of what's going on right now. Yeah, here's a here's a here's a tweet that's you know, directed towards you. Jay Hood, you said you wouldn't go to a game until it's safe, but it was never safe in the first place. This isn't the first virus bacteria that has been in existence. There was always a risk of going to a game and catching other diseases that led to death. Jeez. Which ones? I don't know about that Which so ones? much. When's the last time? I mean, I guess I can't prove it. Somebody went to Wrigley. I, I mean, I guess you could catch anything, but come on. that this is a, This is much more contagious and deadly than than these other things you're talking about here. Yeah, I like, Next for, guy. I like, I like for him to. I like for him to list the the, the ones in which I was uh, in fear of my life. Yeah, give me, give well, me. The, I, I guess he, you know the flu, I suppose. But I mean, yeah, I, you're not really in fear of the dying from the flu when you go to Wrigley Field. I mean, I, I guess you could catch it. I, I can get a shot for that, by the way. Yeah, I, I, exactly. I don't, there's, there's no shot for COVID nineteen. Yeah, here's another one. I'm going. No mask. No fear. Respect. I respect those who wouldn't go. It shouldn't be an individual. It should be an individual choice. How much are they going to jack up prices if they're only filling twenty five percent? If it's double the price plus the risk, I wouldn't go. Let the first people be their guinea pigs. Um, I don't know if they're going to jack up the prices. That would be pretty bad. Um, well. And that, but that's the that's like the players' theory. If we're going to go and play and do this goofy half a season and risk our health, we want to pay be paid our full salary. It's like the. It's it, it's his version. It's like the fan version of the of the player argument. Like if I'm going, you better not be jacking up the price on me. And I don't think they would. Oh come on now. I mean, listen. No, which, I don't think they would. Well, not this year, Jesse. I mean, maybe not this year, but the next few years, you yeah, will see. No, a, that's different. Yeah. Over the next few years, when once you start seeing butts in seats, there will be a, a increase in tickets because they got to make up for that lost revenue. Well, I, yeah, and that, but that's gonna that'll come in the next CBA. That'll come in the next free agent winter. You know all that stuff. I I don't know. I mean, like the Cubs already said in terms of their full season ticket packages, they're not raising prices. Um, now I don't know what individual tickets are going to look like next year, but they've already said, and that's a lot of people. Season tickets prices will not be uh, brought. You know, raised, and then that's partly because they wanted people to commit to next year already and keep their money from this year. So they made that statement. But I, I, I don't know if they're going to make up a lot of money on, on ticket revenue next year. They're going to do it in other ways, I think. Or not make up money, but spend less, I guess. I'm not dying from the flame. We're older, Jesse, but we're not elderly, for God's sakes. There's a shot for the flu. Like, hey, you were next to somebody that was sick. Well, you know, I'm fine. You know, at right. least, I mean, there's, there's a way I could uh, get a shot here and get a, a dumb, dumb lollipop afterwards. For my effort, three one two three three two ESPN three three two three seven seven six our phone number here on Cap and Company. We'll say hello to Jack in Oakland on ESPN one thousand. Good morning, Jack. Good morning, guys. Thanks for checking in. What do you think about our conversation? Would you go? I would a thousand percent go. Full stands, and I will promise if they bring baseball back, I will never complain about a fifteen dollar beer ever again. All right. No, no matter if it's a full full stands, because and even though you know what's going on right now, Jack, you you're missing baseball that much. Absolutely, I full stands. I wouldn't wear a mask, um, and I have some of the underlying conditions. So you do, jeez, yeah. But you don't care. I I I'm not afraid of the virus. No. All right. Thanks All for, right. Thanks for checking. Well, there you in. go. See, and that's what I was talking about, Jonathan. If 
Lightfoot, if Pritzker, if the Cubs said, okay, Wrigley Field's open for business, it would fill up. It mm-hmm. would fill up. There's enough of those people. And I'm not criticizing those people. No. I'm just saying there's, there's, there's a lot of, a lot of different people, different opinions in this, in this country, in this city. And um, I might take a week or two to see how it all goes. Other people go right away. Other people wait, might wait a few months. It's, you know, there's enough people though, that would fill it up if the city and the state says you can go in there. Absolutely. And once again, we're not judging on whether or not you'd go. No. Or not. We're just we're just trying to get a gauge on how much you're missing the game. And it's, is it to the point where you would go to a game? It's I, I, everyone has their own thought on that. I just know that. Thank God I got an HD TV to be yes. able to watch it. That's one. <laughs> but then the then the bar restaurant thing. And then I would consider that. But just knowing what's going on right now, I just know that I was just take my time. And going to well, we're, we're we're debating as as you know, kind of beat reporters, what's going to happen. And of course, no one's addressed anything about the media. You know, we're going to be the last on the list. Test those guys, <laughs> forget it. We're not wasting tests on them. <laughs> Keep them in the parking lot, right? So, be interesting if reporters will be allowed in. If we're doing Zoom press conferences, what what's how's the sport going to be covered? And it's like the the storyline if they play this season is. The, the 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 shortened season is the empty stadiums is the health protocols so like you kind of want to be there to experience it to write about it and talk about it on the radio so i mean look anybody can do a zoom interview from home right sure. i mean so hopefully they allow us in there and hopefully they, they keep the media safe but i think we're probably last on the list let's go to mike and mokina <laughs> with jonathan and jesse on cap and company on espn 1000 hi mike how you doing, fellas? Hey, good morning. Good morning. Um, yeah, I would go 150%. I would go, uh, and in fact, if uh, you told me that uh, guaranteed rate was going to have 35000 I'd want to go even more because that means the White Sox were doing good. Well, uh, here, here's, here's me as a Sox fan. I like my own section. I like my own lemon. I like my own lemon chill guy. I like my own Miller Lite guy. I don't need. See, here's the thing about me as a Sox fan. I don't need it to be full. I'm I'm comfortable with it. You know, it's only been was it Jesse three times, four times in the history of the team that they've had over three million people. It's such a great point. It's such a great <laughs> point because I think as much as you let's take Wrigley Field because that's really packed in. As much yeah. as you love a packed Wrigley Field. You know, once you're in there, you're like, geez, I can't move, you know, so <laughs> there is some truth to that. We all love that that atmosphere, that energy. But then again, we don't love the traffic. We don't love the lines. We don't love, you know, um, you know, not being able to see because people are getting up in front of us. So having your own section, there's some there's some benefits to that. Absolutely. I mean, look, for me, the guy says beer here like, oh, Miller, Miller. Yep. Right here. Right here, pal. Oh, lemon chill guy. Oh, absolutely. Hot dog. I mean, right. it, it, they're all coming to me. <laughs> It's just it's not like a whole row of us. It's just me, it me or me and my buddies. That that's right. it. And so it makes it more convenient. I'm used to that of being a Sox fan, especially those day games, those businessman <laughs> specials. Oh my God, Jesse, it's just it's tremendous. Yeah. Now yeah. now here now here's where where I'm missing it. Right. And it's I, I, like you and I are true blue, you know, baseball fans. Been been since day one. I enjoyed going to Miller Park six to eight times a year too. I like I like that ballpark because I always thought. That's what the Sox should have built because I, I, I think Miller Park is tremendous. So I won't be going there for the next year plus because of what's going on with COVID-19. I like to drive, and I like to be able to see other teams in the National League. So I won't be getting that, but I understand what's going on. It's, it's preventing me from going. Well, they don't play the Brewers as often, but this year they probably will, right, because they're going to play all the Central Division teams a little bit more often. So 
maybe late in the season. Okay, here's the thing. What if late in the season they were allowing partial crowds in? Everybody's fine. No one's getting sick. Would you go? If there was some evidence that things were okay, would you go at that point? I, I can't. I got to work. Well, I, yes, but let's say you had I can talk to you. Off. I would go if one, that's the thing. The, the, the tweeters, as sad as it sounds, like I'd let other people be the guinea pigs. Let these twenty-five-year-olds be the guinea pigs, and yeah. then once they deemed um, you know it looked safe, I would probably go. Then again, uh, uh, you know, being old, we'd be more susceptible than a twenty-five-year-old because just because they're safe doesn't mean we are. I don't know. Every life's a risk, Jonathan. What do you want from me? Uh, I want great sports talk from now until noon. Three well, months. I've got Memorial Day grilling talk next because I've got a question. I'm sure I'm not alone, and I, it, it's about what it what it says. How I grill. What does it say? What does it say about my psyche, my personality, the way I grill? That's what I need to ask you and our listeners next. Three one two three three two ESPN three three two three seven seven six is our phone number. If you're on hold, you will be on the air. Grilling tips with Jesse next on Cap and Company. It's Cap and Company. Follow us on the gram at Cap and Co. and ESPN underscore Chicago. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000. This is breaking news on Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000. Glad you're with us here on Cap and Company on ESPN 1000. The breaking news we have, according to the Utah Jazz, um, Chicago Bulls great and longtime Utah Jazz Head coach Jerry Sloan has passed away. He was born in uh, 1942. His uh, number hangs from the rafters at the United Center as one of the all-time greats. But uh, Jerry Sloan, Jesse, has passed away just coming across from the Utah Jazz. Yeah, a little personal connection for me, Jonathan. I went to school, and my brothers and sister uh, did as well with, with the Sloan kids. And Holly Sloan, if you're listening, she still lives in the area. Our condolences. You know, I actually would, would hang out at their house a little bit when he was the head coach of the Bulls. I, I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago. Back in, you know, between 79 and 82, he was, he was the coach. And, like, it wasn't a big deal to be the coach of the Bulls back then. I mean, it was – this is pre-Michael. This is – it was even in the documentary – the Bulls were, were nothing in this town. They were even the United uh, the, the Chicago Stadium was empty, and Jerry Sloan was the coach. What a great guy! And of course, he he came back into our lives with this documentary. What he had a couple good one liners that they put in there, right? He yeah. was the coach of the Jazz when the when the Bulls beat him those couple years in a row. So I got to know him. Great guy, great family, um, and he he deserve he deserves what he has at the United Center. And um, he was a great great player for them for a decade before becoming an assistant coach, and then the head coach at a time when, when NBA basketball wasn't that big of a deal in Chicago, but he stood out. So the Utah Jazz have put out this statement um, that Jerry Sloan earlier this morning uh, passed away due to complications from Parkinson's disease and Louis um, body dementia at the age of yeah. 78. Uh, Sloan will always be synonymous with the Utah Jazz. He will always uh, be part of the Utah Jazz organization, and we join his family, friends, and fans in mourning his loss. We're so thankful for what he accomplished here in Utah and the decades of dedication, loyalty, and tenacity he brought to our franchise. Uh, now let's go back in time. Jerry Sloan, one of the all-time great Bulls, known as the original Bull, and longtime Utah Jazz coach, passing away. 
Lewis double team, and the ball knocked away. Sloan goes after to get it. Sloan top of the key, puts on the brake, shovels it to Wesley, who slam dunks it. Gamby, 20 feet out, left side angle, dribbles to the top of the key, bounce one to Ellis. Sloan fronting him, knocks it away. He and Ellis go after it, and Sloan fouls Joe as they both tumble to the court. Gary Sloan with those sticky defensive reactions and long arms. Well, it's the first time I think I can recall seeing Jerry Sloan without some kind of a knee brace or thigh pad or something on. Uh, he almost looks naked out there tonight in just a regulation uniform. Yeah, Sloan played from 1966 through 1976, um, uh, Jesse, for when his career with the Chicago Bulls. And, and, you know, his name, as you mentioned, came up in the documentary. And, you know, also his name always came up because of the late Norm Van Leer. Van Lee would always talk about Van, you know, about Jerry Sloan and the toughness that Sloan brought. Oh, yeah. those old teams. So Sloan's name always was was around. The reason why that you never saw him in the United Center floor is like coming back as an all time great or coming around, you know, Bulls, um, you know, uh, situations is because he's with Utah for so long. So he wasn't one of these ambassadors for the Bulls because of his uh, he's so synonymous with the Jazz for so long. Right, but he was a, he was a native Illinois Illinoisan down mm-hmm. uh, downstate. I believe he retired and, and lived downstate again. But then obviously was you know his kids grew up here in the in the area when he was coaching the playing for the Bulls and then coached the Bulls and then and then he moved over to to Utah. But I think his kids are all in the area. I know Holly is who I went to school with. So um, he really his ties are really to Chicago and the state of Illinois and. Just, I, like I said, I got to know him personally. Just a great guy. He, was, he had a good sense of humor, which we saw in the documentary. Yes, we did. Good, great, great basketball guy. Great basketball guy. <laughs> Jesse, he was, I mean, I mean, I think he was very aware of what the score was of some of those bowling shoe ugly games that the Bulls played against Utah. He kind of looked at the box score. Is that, is that the final score? We only scored 50-something points. Is that all we did had? Did he really not know Michael was sick? I, <laughs> a couple of those things, I didn't know if he was being sarcastic or... Or not? I mean, did he not look over at the bench and see him with the ice on his head? I mean, I, didn't, I couldn't. Did you think he was kidding about the score and or MJ being sick? Remember when he said that? Uh, yeah, I think he. I think he was. I just think okay, that I wasn't he was, sure. I think it was a dry sense of humor. That's what I think he I, was. What, I think so too because he did have a dry sense of humor, but it wasn't positive. He said it was such a straight face, but he had to know. Yeah, he was aware. <laughs> but yeah, he, was a, he, had to he, know. he was with it. He was aware of what was going on, and he was aware of those really bad box scores, too, where his team scored in the high 50s. And I, 50s. Think that, I think the sarcasm came from, look how good he played. You know, how could he be sick? You know, that's kind of what he, what he meant by, by, by <laughs> acting that way. Like, really? He's sick? I'd like to see him healthy. <laughs> you know, so, um, yeah, uh, just a great guy, but he's been sick for a long, long time. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, I think, I think only fond memories from anybody that played for him or knew him. So all the best to the hall of famer, uh, Jerry Sloan, longtime Chicago bull. Great. Uh, passing away today at the age of 78. You're listening to Cap and Company on ESPN 1000, the brand-new ESPN Chicago app. With Jesse Rogers, Jonathan Hood, we're in for Cap today. Uh, we're going to get to uh, Jesse's grilling tips in just a moment because it is Memorial Day weekend as we go to Kyle in Lincoln Park on ESPN 1000. Hi, Kyle. Hey, hey, uh, it's Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood. Uh, happy to be on. It's uh... Great to see you in, in, in cast spot. You might give him a run, a run for his money when he gets back. No, I like sleeping in, but thank you. Uh, that's fair. Well, hey, lo- love listening on the, on the ride home. But um, <laughs> thank just, you. Uh, just a quick, quick hot take. You know, when baseball comes back, obviously it's, it's going to be without fans. And quite frankly, I think uh, they should be without fans probably until they, they, they get some sort of treatment or vaccine out. Mm-hmm. Look, going, going into Wrigley Field, going into Wrigleyville, uh, 
during a Cubs game. I mean, half the time there's yeah, just disgusting stuff everywhere. So until they really clean clean all that, I mean, I don't know. You feel kind of gross going into Wrigley Field in the first place, and now with everything going on too, I don't know. I just don't feel like a, a, a baseball stadium is the best spot to be, especially Wrigley Field and especially Comiskey. Well, Comiskey, you, you'll be okay because you have so few fans. Social distancing won't be a problem. You know, if I had a dollar for every time I've heard that joke, <laughs> I could retire in Boca. <laughs> That's amazing. I like how you sort of turn into that joke by saying, I, I like it empty. I like it empty. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. You don't push back against it. You accept it. No, I know. Because I understand the economics of, of the area and the White Sox in general. Even though, Brooks Boyer is the hardest working guy in this city. Because he has to do whatever he can to be able to spin as many plates as possible to be able to get people into the ballpark. I, I totally get that. Uh, and, and also we're talking about a fan base that sometimes is just not, not happy. You know, I, I, you do remember this a few years ago, right? The Sox fan would be like, hey, you know, I, I don't get out of mass until about 1 o'clock. Can we move the, the Sunday games to 2 o'clock? <laughs> what you mean? The, the Sunday games were like later on just because of math. He they did that for a year. They, he's done everything he could to bend over backwards for the Sox right. fans. So when the, once the team is good and it's uh, a great product, fans will come out. But that's never yes, been a surprise will. for me. It, it, does, no. it doesn't bother me. I like my own uh, lemon chill guy. I hear you. I hear you. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Okay, you ready for this grilling question? Mm-hmm. Get some callers on this as well. And it's this very small, minor thing, but I think it says a lot about someone like myself and other people. Like, okay, so the question at hand is flipping your burgers on the grill or steaks. Okay, I'm a burger, steak, hot dog kind of guy, chicken on the grill. I don't nothing too fancy, right? I don't right. have a smoke or anything like that. But I've grilled a lot during quarantine, even in the bad weather. I've, I've had an umbrella up, and I've grilled a lot. So here's my thing, and I'll stand out here outside and just watch the grill, right? I'll just watch them cook. I am a flipper. I'm a flipper, J-Hood. I flip my steaks and burgers a lot. Now, if you just Google flipping on the grill, here's, the, here's what you get. Many experts say that you should only flip your steaks once or burgers once, and that doing it more often tends to result in a much drier, lesser tasty product moreover flipping too soon can also cause the meat to stick and further harm the result flipping too much and too soon can also cause the meat to stick and further harm the result so i know that i've 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 grilled for years but i know it's not as good when you flip but i can't help myself i can't help myself i can't stand there and not flip i flip three four five times before before it's done and it's not the right way to grill, but I just – what does that say about me? I want to know if other people are like that too. I can't just sit – I need to flip. I, it's five minutes. I need to flip. Three minutes. I need to flip. I just – is it? Is it – I'm impatient. Am I – what does it say about me that I, that I purposely grill the wrong way and don't make – the food as good as I could for my fa- for me and my family. How about that? How about that, Chris? Uh, another host between nine and noon that does a lot of flipping. <laughs> He's in the right spot, Jonathan. Right, he's right, he's right at home. <laughs> <laughs> Very good point. Am I the only one that does this though? Am I crazy? Is this nothing? Is this stupid? What do you? I mean, so, no. Here's a guy here that likes his food well done or medium well. Is that, am I right about that or no? I, I do like my food at least medium, not well done, at least medium if, to medium well. Yeah, I'm not a rare guy. Um, I just I but but you're not but it it, it cooks better. If you flip only once, I know that, but 
I just can't help myself. It's, it's I have to keep you, flipping. You don't. You don't trust the. You just don't trust yeah. the food to, to be able to cook on its right. own. You have to yes. be the one to force it. Exactly. I, I exactly right. I need to be in control of of that steak or that burger or that piece of chicken. What about hot dogs? Are you flipping hot dogs? Uh, well, you're rolling it a little bit, Chris. You know, I'm not necessarily. I'm not, I'll roll it back and forth. I'll roll it. I'll keep that thing moving. No doubt. No doubt. Now there's a marijuana joke there. Uh, nonetheless, I, I I would I would just say this, Jesse. You're someone who wants to make sure that your food is cooked okay. all the way through because you're afraid of some kind of salmonella, some kind of uh, issue with your food. You want to make sure that there's no pink in the middle. If you're proud of the expression, you want to make sure that it's, it's all taken care of. Your food, right? Right, and, and here's the thing. Even if I know, okay, you cook whatever this 15 minutes, seven on one side or seven and a half on one side, seven and a half on the other, whatever, but I won't do it that way. I'll just keep flipping, Just and maybe you're right, just to make sure it, it's cooking the right way and did it, I'm not overcooking, I'm not undercooking. I don't know. It's a control thing, I think, and I think I need to, to get help on this. All right, you know what? We got some calls that's going to help you out here. Good, uh, so, I need the help. So, so, so some people that are lining up now, Jesse, to help you as far as your flipping issue. 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our phone number. We're talking about live games. We're also talking about what you do now where, we, where we're right here for Memorial Day weekend. Do you flip once or do you flip multiple times? Uh, you know, Jesse has his thoughts on this. We want to hear yours right here on Cap'n Company. You're listening to Cap and Company. See what Sparkles is up to on Twitch. Follow ESPN 1000 Chicago today. Cap and Company. ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Along with Jesse Rogers, Jonathan Hood with you in for Cap here on Cap and Company. This portion of which is brought to you by CBDMD. Discover the secret to everyday wellness. CBDMD, Superior CBD. Superior you get 20% off when you enter the code Waddle. Again, the code is Waddle. Glad to have you in today here on this Friday. 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our phone number. If you are a griller, you need to help Jesse. Jesse needs some help here because you, sir, are a flipper. I am a flipper, appropriate for the show, as people are tweeting at us, no doubt about it. And maybe this is why I have to, like, douse it with spices and ketchup, even if it's bad. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not cooking this thing very well, so I need a, I need some, some flavor to come out of it somehow. And no, I normally do not put ketchup on my on, on a steak. But oh, if, it's, if it's like a cheap steak and I didn't cook it well, I, I, I'll flavor it up that way or some other way. So, yes, what is it about me that I can't not flip often? You have trust issues, I believe. You don't trust. You, you might be right. You don't. You don't trust that if you just flip it once, that it's going to cook all the way through. Because you're like me. You like it uh, the medium, not 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 fully, just medium rare, right? Or you know, that, no, no, medium. I don't like it rare at all. Medium to even medium well. I, I just medium yeah. well. I, a little pink, but not much. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. So that would be medium, a uh, little pink, but. Um, yeah, I, you're right. It must be trust issues. Trust issues, no doubt about it. Let's go to the phone lines to talk to you. Three one two three three two ESPN is our phone number. Jackson is on two ninety on Cap and Company on ESPN one thousand. Hey, Jax. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. Can you help Jesse? Yeah, I'm a chef by trade, so I can definitely help you out a little bit, Jesse. Uh, <laughs> gas grill, you got charcoal grill. You know, it's a it's a gas grill. All right. So, 
I mean, it depends on what you're doing. Like, are you flipping to the point where you're, like, ripping the meat? No, I'm just probably flipping, let's say, a burger four times. That's not the end of the world, especially because you're, if you're a Midwell guy, it's really not a big deal. As long as you get the good color uh, and you get the good grill marks, it's not the end of the world, especially if you're uh, doing Midwell. Uh, if you're, I mean, if you flip chicken a bunch to prevent it burning uh, on the skin, so be it, honestly. But steak, okay. as long as you get the, the good cross hatches, uh, you probably don't want to flip it too much. But if you got a big steak, like a 16-ouncer, I got no problem with you flipping it a couple more times. It's not the end of the world, man. You just got to control right, what chef. you're doing. All right. It's all about con- it's all about control. Well, there you see. There it is. Yes, chef. There it is. See, it's a, it's a control thing. See, but but it's but it's okay though. It's okay. And I'm a charcoal guy. I don't I don't I don't deal with that gas nonsense. I get I got to well, get the the wood and the and the charcoal going for me. Right, I get that, and uh, this is just easy because I press a button and we're ready to grill. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, George Jetson. 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our phone number. I, I personally don't think that you're flipping too much. You just want to make sure you're, you're, that you're not getting sick from what you're cooking, so I, I get it. Uh, let's go to Mike in Oak Lawn on ESPN 1000. We talk about Jesse's flipping. Hello, Mike. Hey, how you doing, guys? Good. What do you think? You know what? Uh, I think... His problem is is he thinks everything's going to be too undercooked, so he keeps flipping it and flipping it. I think to, to help him, I think he should just get a good meat thermometer. That's what I do, and I usually only flip once, but you got to probe the meat, check the temperature, and then that'll kind of mitigate his, his flipping problem, I think. Not a bad thought. I think he's probably right, and that's what you said, John, that I'm, I'm – I'm feeling like it's going to be undercooked so i need to keep flipping just to check on it and he maybe he's right put put a temperature on it and i know it's cooking the right way let's go a little dr phil for a moment well maybe not that guy <laughs> but you know what i mean let's just find a dust just any doctor here so so let me ask you something there patient have have you um have you gotten sick from something that you've cooked before I don't think so. I mean, I haven't made my own pizza, you know, or anything like that. But no, <laughs> like Jordan, or like the guys that delivered for Jordan. No, I don't think I've gotten sick from anything I've cooked. Okay, all right. So that's that. Because that, I'm trying to figure out why you're just so hell bent on, try, on trying to you know, do that. I, I just think that you want to make sure, and there's nothing wrong with that. But the guy but says, I don't think I, I. But I may not have gotten sick, but I don't think I've I've uh, cooked to 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 the, to maximize the flavor. That's why you shouldn't be flipping. It, it, it's drier. It's all these other things that I read. So that's my problem. Even though I know it's better not to flip, I keep flipping. Uh, Tyler in Lombard on ESPN 1000 on Cap and Company. Hey, Ty. Gentlemen, happy Friday. Happy, happy Memorial Day weekend. Hope all is well. Same to you and your family, Tyler. What, what do you think hey, of Jesse's uh, flipping so, issue? Jesse, I hear you out, man. Don't worry about it. I'm a big flipper, too. It matters about the seasoning. Flip it as many times as you want, man. I swear the patience will get to you. You just keep flipping. You just keep flipping. Checking on both sides with good seasoning. It all goes well, man. It all goes well. Keep using your technique this weekend, man. Feed your family well. Perfect. All right. I'm starting to feel better. We've had a chef, a couple callers. See? Um, I'm, I'm not as crazy as I thought. That's good to know. No, you're still crazy. You're just <laughs> getting some uh, some positive vibes here on your on your meat. 312-332-ESPN is our phone number. 
Let's go back to the phone lines and talk to you, Ralph. No, I agree. I agree, John. Then positive vibes on the meat. Yes. Yes, I agree. Right, Jess? Positive vibes on your meat. Yeah. I, I know you're going to bring that back. <laughs> just like, hey, hey, we all need that positivity on, the, on during this time. Uh, we will say hello to El Gonquid. Here is Ralph on ESPN 1000. Hey, Ralph. Gentlemen, yeah, it is all about confidence in your meat. Yes, so, no, no question. Uh, so <clears throat> two things. One, you got to make sure from a meat perspective. Uh, I, again, my, my buddy owns LNG Meats in the city, and uh, they got great meat there. But okay. in any event, when you take the meat out of the uh, refrigerator, let it sit at room temperature for a good four or five hours. Let it get to room temperature before you cook it. Do that with burgers, steaks, chops. Uh, what you want to do there is it actually then sets up right for the grill. Get your grill really hot first. If you're cooking steaks, do about three or four minutes each side on high. Get that to char really nicely. That's where you get your initial grill marks. Turn the heat down just slightly. And then, again, like you're doing right now is you're managing kind of not to burn it or undercook it, I should say. But I was a guy who used to eat it well all the time, and I love medium now because that is really where the flavor is at. So, again, just – one time on four minutes each side, and then flip one more or two more times after that, and you're done. You do that with burgers as well. But from a seasoning perspective also, that's probably where you're not getting any flavor right now out of your meat. Just salt, pepper, and a little bit of garlic powder or garlic salt. And I'll tell you, that's all you need. See? I'm going to try it, Jonathan. That's going to be my goal this weekend. Four minutes each side, one time, and then I'll report back to you next week. See, that's good stuff. See, Jesse, you're getting help here. I, I needed it. I needed it because I, I I grilled last night. And I was standing there and I'm flipping, flipping, flipping. I'm like, I gotta ask the, I gotta ask Hood and the listeners what's wrong with me. Well, I I know what's wrong with you, but it's not anything to do with your meat. Three one two three three two ESPN three three two three seven seven six is our phone number. Helping Jesse with his meat. We're talking about that. Also, <laughs> well, you know what I mean. I can't help but giggle when you say that <laughs> because it's, so, it's done so professionally. Helping yeah. Jesse with his meat. Also, <laughs> well, if you take a look at the Cubs and Sox. What's happening financially around Major League Baseball? How much of a hit will it be on baseball? We'll address that in two minutes on Cap and Company.